This is Confidence on the Go with your host, the pink-loving, unicorn-chasing, caffeine-fueled student of fitness and confidence, Trish Blackwell. This is a podcast community that celebrates life and pursues living a life worth telling a story about. You have uncommon potential within you, and you're in the right place to unleash it. Here's your host, Trish. Hey guys, it is Trish Blackwell. You are listening to Confidence on the Go. This is the podcast community that's about self-development, self-empowerment, and really contribution to creating a better world in the environments that we live in. Because when we are our very best versions of ourselves, ultimately, we are impacting and affecting more people in a positive way than if we were just just getting by. I don't believe in getting by, and I don't believe that you should settle for anything less than the best. Today's podcast episode is talking about 15 rules that get results. That's right. I actually compiled a list. I took my old list of rules that I used to give to my personal training clients, and then I modified it for what are the what are the principles and guidelines that I personally follow, and what would I share with my community that, that would, if I would define as 15 rules. And I'm really excited about these today. Um, we're going to dig deep into them. I am putting them into my show notes for you because I want you to be able to, to cut and paste and copy these and print them up for yourself. Put, put them somewhere. I'm calling them Trish's rules. You call them your rules. Call them whatever you want to. You don't have to call them Trish, Trish Blackwell's rules, but I hope that these will be great guidelines for you to, to enable you to stop second-guessing yourself, to get out of living in a place of self-doubt and fear, and to really start stepping up the plate and knowing that being scared is part of the game. It's okay to feel uncertain, but, but you step up and you go at it anyways. I'm coming off of, I'm recording this morning, actually feeling awesome. It's a great rainy day here in Virginia, and I've had an amazing past week. I spent my last week working from the beach. I got to go to Virginia Beach, where my sister-in-law lives, because my husband was out of town, and I I got to write from the beach and work from the, from the beach, and I even purchased legit surfer gear. Like, I have a surfboard, and, you know, I'm pretty new to the sport, um, but it's cold here. It's it, the water is in the fifties, and that's not surfable unless you have all of the proper gear. So, I have a wetsuit, but I invested in the proper like surfing booties and the the surfing gloves. And guys, the waves were terrible. I mean, they were awful. Like they they were glass. Like it was it was like a pancake, flat as a pancake. But I got myself out there. I was the only <laughs> the only surfer in the water, which. When you look out and you see a, a place that's supposed to be where a lot of people go, like any given day, this first street jetty in Virginia Beach has 40 surfers out. You know it's a good, a bad sign when there's like none. Just me catching no waves, but out there anyways, because I wanted to, I wanted to use my new toys. I wanted to see if the cold water gear really worked. And sure enough, I wasn't cold at all. I felt warm in 50 degree, 50 degree water. It was amazing. But You know, I was out there and I was thinking about this. I went, this is kind of ridiculous. Here I am on my surfboard, geared up like a pro, and there are no waves to catch. What are you doing, Trish? What are you doing? And and, and I answered it. I stayed out there for about a good hour just kind of goofing around and said, you know what? I don't have the opportunity to be by the ocean all that often, let alone have the ability to go in the water when it's cold. 
And I don't care if, if people on the shoreline are judging me and saying, why is there one surfer out there on any waves? They're probably wondering what I'm doing. They're probably saying, oh, she doesn't know any better. Or, or they think I'm really a pro and I can surf off of anything. But regardless, I went, why are you doing this? You're doing this not to impress others, not to worry about what some crazy bystander on the beach might think of you. You're doing this because you love being in the water. You love staying connected to the ocean. And it doesn't matter. It's not about an accomplishment. It's not about checking off a list of if the waves are good or not that you had a great surfing day. You have a great day doing what you're doing because you enjoy it, period. Not because of what you do. So that's my little surfing story. And then I will, I'm going to share one more personal story that of really just enjoying life. We, we did this obstacle course race this weekend and it's a new inaugural event. If you are into OCR races, it's a great event. I have, it's my friend that, that is setting it up. It's his full-time business. I mean, they're going all out. It's called the Bushido Challenge. It's B-U-S-H-I-D-O Challenge. And it's essentially, it's a eight, a six, six mile, um, obstacle course race with very unique obstacles, um, all geared towards samurai stuff. It's very themed and quite challenging. Some of the obstacles I've never seen before. I've not done a lot of obstacle course races, but they're definitely unique. They're definitely challenging. I am absolutely bruised, like all over my arms and legs. I went through a thorn, a thicket. I missed the turn. I went through this giant thicket, um, and, you know, sort of forged my own pathway, like we talk about here in this community. And I mean, I, my legs are just ripped up with, with thorns. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. Deep scratches everywhere. So I feel kind of like a badass. I feel really tough. But what's even cooler is that um, I, I ended up, I did end up winning the, the competitive elite wave. I won a thousand dollars cash prize. Even cooler than that, I also won this authentic custom made samurai sword which is really heavy and it kind of scares me. And so, you know, my husband, I mentioned was out of town. He comes back. He's so excited to see me. And then like 30 seconds later, he's like, where's the sword? You know, he wanted to, he, it's such a man thing. It's so funny. So anyways, um, it was great being outside, just again, enjoying movement and enjoying what I was doing for the pure enjoyment of doing it. Now, now doing the, the Bushido challenge, I got a sword and I got some cash out of it. The surfing, I, I didn't even get any great waves out of it. But regardless, both were equally enjoyable because it's 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 about the experience of what you're doing. I really believe uh, confidence is about, it's an inside job. It's an inside job. And in fact, I'm working on my next book right now and I was writing about this the other day. It's an inside job and it's an inside job based on the thoughts that we think, but also on the on the perspective of our experience about life, on the way we see life. So I, I challenge you, um, and again, this is off topic, so we're, don't worry, we are getting to our 15 rules. Uh, but I, I want to challenge you to think about your experiences, whether you're doing a, a short race, an obstacle course race, or maybe you're, you want to rent a surfboard, even if you don't know how to surf and you're just going to go into the water, you want a new experience. Or maybe it's something you've done over and over, it's a mundane thing for you, but you want to see the joy in it. Maybe you're watching your kids' little league practices and it's just sitting on the sidelines, feeling like you're wasting time. But you're not. If you see it with a new set of eyes, a new perspective, a refreshed perspective, the perspective of feeling like I'm just a kid. I'm out here to enjoy life. There's sunshine to soak up. There's grass to, to marvel at. There's flowers to find. And there's fresh air to breathe. That you start seeing those things as a gift. And I'll tell you what, your experience, it's, it's, it, it, 
everything tangibly feels different. Your you taste differently. Your stress goes down. It's it's this amazing, wonderful experience, and it sort of leads us to this place of self forgetfulness. We we are able to step outside of our own fears, our self doubts, our self obsessions, our our selfishness, and we and we put that aside, and we instead focus on the present. We're able to enjoy the present moment. We're able to enjoy the people around us in that present moment, and all. And it's like everything just dissipates judgment passes fears go away and we just are and that's the beauty of seeing confidence as this inside job of enjoyment how do you and how can you better enjoy the things that you do even if it's your workouts perhaps it's your job how can you better enjoy what you do because I promise you when you start enjoying life in the things in particular the things that seem mundane uh, your confidence is going to be out of this world and you're going to feel so alive that you can't contain it, that you tell stories about floating in the ocean to thousands of people. And you're, you know, it's, it's, it was amazing. It was amazing. And I know that those, you have those experiences available to you as well. We just have to open our eyes the right way to see them. Okay. Let's jump into the 15 rules that get results, 15 rules that can really change your life. I'm going to read them out loud for you first, and then we're going to go back and and discuss a few uh, just ideas about each one. Again, you can get these at show notes, which are kept at trishblackwell.com. It's forward slash podcasts. So trishblackwell.com forward slash podcasts. Okay, so rule number one, take ownership. Take ownership of, 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 of yourself, of your life, of your decisions, and of, of where you are. Number two, do what you say you're going to do. Number three, know your worth and your true value. Number four, be you and believe in yourself. Number five, limitlessness. Prescribe to the belief that you can do anything. Number six, joie de vivre and do the things that make your heart sing. Find joy in the art of living. Number seven, attitude is everything and is always a choice. Number eight, your body listens to the thoughts you feed it. Number nine, you always have time. Get your priorities right. Number 10, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So take pride in your small habits. Number 11, be positive or keep your mouth shut. And that, and that means even to yourself. Number 12, carry yourself with confidence even when you don't feel it. Number 13, make gratitude your attitude. Number 14, do one thing every day that scares you. And number 15, saturate your world with love and truth. So number one, take ownership. I, as a, as a, as a personal trainer and as a confident co- confidence coach, the amount of people that I talk to who come up with all these reasons why they're not where they are, where they want to be, or, or the reason that they've gained weight, or they, it's a blame game. We live, well, we live in this society, in this culture where we, it's almost acceptable to, to point the blame elsewhere. This is just how I was raised, or oh, I've always just been this way, or I'm, I must be big boned. I'm never going to be a healthy weight. We make all these ridiculous excuses and justifications. And I want you to hear this clearly. Those, whether they're true or not, don't matter. 
They don't matter. They've nothing. They've no bearing on your present or where you want to take your future. What matters is that you take ownership. You made decisions that got you to a certain point. You made decisions and compromises on yourself. So accept that. Take ownership and stop the blame game because when you stop blaming others, you can stop getting dragged down by them. I know a lot of people I've worked with have are in are in toxic and bad relationships. And they blame the other person for all of the stress in their life. And now while that is understandable, relationships do go both ways. There are two parties to it. And and you also made decisions to get yourself and maybe you made you made compromises and, and you and you settled for a relationship. Take ownership of that and stop blaming that person. It, it, we, we hold on and we want to play that blame game. And I'll tell you what, it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. So take ownership for your situation and, and the decisions you made to get yourself there. Forgive yourself for those. I mean, de- definitely go through the process of saying, wow, okay, so now that I look at it objectively versus subjectively and personally, the way I always have, oh, I see that. I see how I got where I'm at. So now I now that if I don't like where I'm at and I don't like the decisions I've made that have got me there, I won't make those decisions again. But now I can take this as a as a new clean reassessment of how okay, I'm right here. How am I going to get to the next step where I want to go? There's no one else that comes into this but you. So take it's ownership. It's it's that it's that responsibility and and you understand at that point when you're taking ownership that the decisions and the thoughts that you make and that you think they determine your destiny. So there's a, there's a sense of there's a great sense of stewardship that we must take over our minds that 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 it's part of this idea of ownership. So rule number 2 is to do always do what you say you're going to do. And this goes for promises to yourself. I know we most often break the promises we make to ourselves. And it also goes to the promises we make to others. To so the little and this smarts and this I'm over lapping with another one of these rules. I think it's rule number 10. But this means in the small ones too. The small things that you promise yourself. The small things. Oh, I'm going to work out today at 4. You better work out today at 4. Put it in your schedule. Do it. Oh, I'm going to meet somebody. I'm going to get this at the grocery store for somebody and drop it off their house. And then you get too busy and you do it the next day. It's, it's not good practice to put off things. And, and always doing what you say you're going to do builds a sense of, of confidence in yourself. It, it, it shows you that you're someone that gets the job done. It shows others that you're reliable and trustworthy. And when you know that you yourself are reliable and trustworthy, when you set goals and you're designing your life and you're, you're pursuing this life of your dreams and you know that you always follow through, well, you don't have to then deal with the fears of, well, what if I can't follow through? What if I get tired? What if, what if, what if, what if? And, and the, the great thing about that is there's no what if to that. You've already proven to yourself in the small details and the large ones that you're somebody who always does what they say they're going to do. One of the, gosh, it's one of my favorite rules ever. I love it. Like, absolutely love it. All right, number three, know your worth and your true value. I was talking with someone recently and she mentioned that, you know, she realized that confidence, what she admires in other other women, what she sees that's confident about them is that they know their worth. They know who they are. Because when you know who you are and you know your worth and your true value, then you know that you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to 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 be shame, ashamed about. You you have nothing to to second guess. 
And, and, and so when you know your worth and your true value, you're going to stop settling. You're going to stop being, engaging in destructive behaviors. And you're going to start really stepping up to the plate and living life to the fullest. Now, when I say destructive behaviors, there's a lot of ver- ty- types of, of ways that we are. We, we hurt ourselves. We intentionally sabotage and, and hurt ourselves. And, and when you wouldn't hurt yourself if you knew your true worth and value. So some of these are, are self-deprecation. Um, there's, there's under-eating or overeating. So using food as a drug or using food as a source of control. Um, any sort of eating dis- disorder is hurting yourself. Any sort of negative thought patterns that are constantly self-berating and self-belittling and, se- and self-critical are hurtful. You, you don't engage in that type of behavior if you really know your true value and your true worth. And the list goes on and on. Alcoholism, um, smoking is hurtful to yourself if you knew true value. Uh, not working out enough, working out too much. I mean, these extremes, there's <laughs> just... Too much of one thing is sometimes too much of, of, of a good thing. That, that can be destructive and hurtful as well. Um, so, but when you know your true worth and your value, you don't engage in those behaviors. Our rule number four is to be you and to believe in yourself. And, and if you've followed any of my, my coaching and my podcasts or any of my books and, and my blogs, you know that this is the essence and the core of, of my message and who I, but what I really believe, um, be you swatwa. That's a freaking license plate on my car. It's in French. I love it. And, and it, and it really, really to me means when you are yourself and you know that you are who you are because you were purposed that way, that you were created to be that way, that there's something unique and beautiful and wondrous about you. And it's only you that can live out that story then you can believe in your ability to do to do to live this life worth telling a story about, to follow your pattern and to pursue your full purpose. If you don't know how to be you and you can't authentically be yourself, then there is no way that you really rightfully should even believe in yourself because then you, you're kind of just hoping for the best. There's a difference between hoping for the best and having confidence and in knowing that you can be the very best version of you possible. And there's so much freedom that comes in, in learning how to be yourself. And if you're not sure how to be yourself, then I encourage you to look at some of my programs. Insecurity Detox would be the best place to start. Um, you, you can get info on that on my website, trishblackwell.com uh, forward slash insecurity dash detox. That's a seven day quick, quick program to help you just kind of reground and, and, and restart to rejuvenation. And it, it will help you take that first step to self-discovery of figuring out who am I? What, how do I be myself? I love that concept, Trish, but what does that mean for me? And then the next step past that would be my breakout program, which is a more intense 30-day program. And I'm getting ready to launch a new one of that. Um, it should start at the end of May. So we've got about a month. If you're interested in that, let me know. Um, some of you have been waiting in the wings for that program. And um, it's it's ready to launch again. I'm opening open enrollment. I should be opening it pretty soon. I'm very excited about it. So more, more to come on that. Just stay posted. Make sure you are on my Facebook page and you'll get all the post updates. Um, also, make sure you're on my email list. You can get on my email newsletter and I send out all kinds of encouraging things through my, through email to people right at your, right to your inbox. You get that by just entering your email on my website. I keep it private. I don't sell it. I'm very respectful, um, but you, um, you don't want to miss a lot of the stuff that you get. You also, um, 
when you first subscribe to my email newsletter, you're getting 10 days of video coaching called From the Inside Out and how to, I walk you through face to face, I walk you through how to love yourself from the inside out. And it's a great place to start. Um, but I got I got a sidetrack there, so I'm sorry. But I wanted to make sure that if you weren't sure how to answer number four, how to be yourself and how to believe in yourself, I wanted you to know that I have a lot of resources for you, a lot of which are free. All you got to do is get on my email list and then you'll see all of those opportunities. Okay, number five, rule number five is limitlessness. And I stole that word from from the Iron Man, Iron Man um, organization because the theme of an Ironman, and if you're not sure what an Ironman is, is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then a 26.2 mile run. And they, the word, the theme of the word, the, like sort of the, the motto is limitlessness, be limitless. And I love that concept because it challenges you when you go through an event like that, which I have done, you get to this point where your, your mind shuts down and your body supersedes anything you thought was was physically possible for yourself. You realize that the limits that you've put on yourself are boundaries that are set by you and you alone. That even your body goes way, 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 way far past anything you ever thought possible. And so far, our bodies can do that. How much so more can our minds and our lives? So I liked this idea of limitlessness as a rule to prescribe and prescription to something that to prescribe to a belief is a decision. It's a decision that you're going to say, I'm going to buy into this and I'm going to renew this idea in my mind that uh, this belief that I really can do anything. I'm the only one holding me back. So if I prescribe to the belief of limitlessness that I can do anything that I set my mind to. That's that, my friends, is where you find major, major power. Okay, so rule number six. Uh, gosh, I think they're all my favorite. I was about to say this is my favorite, but joie de vivre. That is, it, this has to be my favorite. I literally have that word tattooed on me. I have one tattoo, and it says joie de vivre because it, it, it reminds me to do, it, it, it translated it from French, it means joy of living. Um, another loose translation would be the art of the joy of living, that, that, that there's an art and, a, and a, a style to living it, and it's about perspective. And that to do things that make your heart and your soul sing. And I love that idea. How can you live in joy? Joy is different than happiness. Happiness is predicated versus on circumstance. Joy, joy is is consistent. Joy is a state of the soul. Joy, joy changes your environment. Joy changes your perspective. Joy changes you. And vivre in the French, it's, it's an infinitive word, which can in, in, in French grammar be used as a command. So if you use a word infinitive in French, it's, it actually turns into a command. So vivre means to live, like live, hey, live. And I love that. I love this idea that live and life, like life is a command to take action on. Live life. Like we, so many of us let life happen. We sort of just start riding. We're like kind of hanging on to Monday and then we hang on to Tuesday and we hang on to Wednesday. And instead we should be living and living in Monday, living in Tuesday, living in Wednesday and taking life by, by its horns. And that, that, that we do that by, by choosing to live, by realizing that living is an action enjoys a state of the soul and that the things that make our hearts sing are going to enable us to get more and more engaged in life and and you know the perfect example of this is 
is what I opened up today's episode with. I mean, how ridiculous is it that I went and surfed a, a flat ocean? You know, I, I got up a total of two and a half times. And you know how I got those two and a half times? They were they were five half times because there were no waves, but I did get up. I mean, I got halfway up. I couldn't ride anything. But you know, that made my heart sing. I love being in the ocean. I love being on my board. I love feeling the waves and the and the grand grandness, the the just majestic like majestic nature of the ocean and being connected to that. That makes my heart sing. That joie de vivre. So find your joie de vivre and then go live it out. Rule number seven is attitude is everything and is always a choice. Your attitude determines your altitude. It determines everything about where you're going. And, you know, our attitudes are are often most influenced by the people that we surround ourselves with. So if you are struggling and finding your your attitude going downhill, I, 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 I seriously encourage you to, to look around your your environment and your work environment or your family environment and ask yourself, is my attitude most like theirs or, or um, am I different? Am I pulling them up? You, there's only so much encouragement and pulling up you can do if you're surrounded by nothing by ne- that, but negativity. Find some positive people. Find some people whose attitudes you admire and you want to emulate and be around those people. Go out of your way to be around those people. Attitude's contagious. So make sure you're around the right people. And it always, your attitude is always a choice. So there's a sense of awareness that we, we are responsible for. I think we have, we, we have a, a, we must take a sense of ownership over our attitude. And, and, and you can do that when you realize that attitude is always a choice, has nothing to do with the circumstances in our life. I want to be really clear about that. It has nothing to do with the circumstances in our life, and it is always a choice. Number eight, your body listens to the thoughts you feed it. So be careful what you think. The things that you think matter. You're, even if you're not saying them out loud, the judgments that you make about others are how you get judged back. They're how you judge yourself harshly. And your body hears it. You internalize that. You eat it like food. It feeds your body. So think on good things. Think on on great things. Think on the positive. Train your mind to focus on what is right, what is good, what is positive, what is confident, what is beautiful. Because that's what your your body's going to respond to. It's it's like my mom always taught me. It's crazy. Oh, I hated hearing this as a kid because it usually happened when she was turning the TV off. It was garbage in, garbage out. Which if you're putting in garbage, you're going to get out garbage. If you put in good, you're going to get out good. And, and, and then similarly, if you are trying to, to honor your body and live a healthy life and increase your longevity, the food that you put in your body is going to directly affect the physical outcome of, of how fit or how healthy you are. So what you put into your body physically and metaf- metaphorically matter. Okay, number nine. Nope, we didn't. Yeah, number nine. We're on number nine. You always have time. Get your priorities right. I get so sick of people who say that they want to do something, but they just don't have time for it because of their kids and they and they go to start to blame everybody, everybody. But I'm going to I'm going to direct you back to number rule. Number one, take ownership, period. Take ownership. So what? You're busy. We all are. 
We all are. And we live in a society that's sort of like, we try to one-up each other and how busy and how full we can make our lives. And I, Man, I think we're fooling ourselves. That's not a quality of life that I want to try to justify my worth by being so busy that that no one else can keep up to me. That's crap. That's the, I've done that. It's an awful way to live and it doesn't bring me any happiness. So yes, I know you're busy, but you don't have to state it that way. You have to learn to say no to some things. We're so afraid of saying no because we're afraid of rejection. You have nothing to fear because you know your true worth and your true value. So set your priorities, make your priorities and prioritize what is really important to you. What you prioritize, then you should schedule. And I'll tell you what, what gets scheduled and what gets prioritized and what is truly your priority will get done and you will find yourself with more time on your hands to, to, to do what you want to do. You may need to say no to things that are, that are, aren't in your passion, things that you shouldn't have volunteered for in the first place because you did it out of guilt, not out of true desire. You always have time. Just, you have to get your priorities right in order to be effective at your time management. Okay, number 10, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So take pride in your small habits. Gosh, I love this. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And and I, I, I wanted this as a rule because I love the way it sounds. It's easy to remember for me, but also that it's so encouraging. Uh, I, I were most formed and, and the things that we do that no one sees are the things that, that really change our character and who we are. And how encouraging is it that the little decisions that you make, even though no one sees them, are the ones that are the most important, that those are the ones that are building you and making you greater and better every day. I mean, the little decisions, like if you're on a diet, the little decision to not have that piece of chocolate at night and to instead pour yourself a cup of tea, the little decision to, to, to do an extra workout, to finish the last two minutes of, of whatever you'd promised yourself to do on the treadmill, the little decisions if in a business to do the right ethical thing all the time, particularly when no one's watching, the little decisions matter because how you do one thing is how you do everything. And little things have a giant compound effect. If you've not read the book uh, by Darren Hardy, The Compound Effect, it's one of my absolute favorite books. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, you know what? I'll throw it into my show notes. So that's a quick reference for you. When you go get these rules, you can just purchase um, the book right from Amazon. I'll put it in there for you. Okay. Number 11, be positive or keep your mouth shut. And I came up with this one when I was personal training and I was working with groups of, of clients. I'll tell you what, because when you're working with more than one person at a time, I, there's a good chance that some people had a really good day and some people had a really bad day. And you've got all these people in one hour and what one person could do there with a bad attitude could destroy their other seven. And so I made a rule and I was very, I was like, I was like just militant about it. I don't want to, I, I don't need, you're in a group. If you don't have something nice to say, you don't say anything at all, period. If you don't have anything positive to say, there's nothing to say at all. I'm sorry you don't like these burpees. And if you're going to say something negative about them, we're doing even more. Saying negative things is only going to get you more of the negative thing that you don't like. So it was a rule that I did and, and that's where it came from. But in life, it's the same kind of rule. If you don't have anything positive to say, don't say it at all. You're going to think it. And again, our, our, our bodies and our minds feed off the thoughts that we think. So you want to be cautious not to 
to make it even more concrete by uttering it out loud. Catch those thoughts, take them captive, and then kick them out and say, I'm not going to think and dwell on anything negative. Because if I, I mean, I'm either going to live my life being positive or I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Okay. Rule number 12, carry yourself with confidence even when you don't feel like it. I love this because even when you don't feel like it is, is most of the time for a lot of us. But I'll tell you, when you carry yourself and you project confidence, it's that ultimate of the fake it until you become it. And you stand tall, your head up and shoulders back, carrying yourself physically. And it actually neurologically changes the way you feel about yourself. So, so standing up tall, standing with tall posture, making yourself presentable, putting a little effort in, being proud of who you are, being proud that you did your five minutes of stretching this morning, then that was a victory. You may not like your, you might feel bloated today. You may not like your stomach today, but you, you took care of yourself yesterday. You're taking care of yourself today. And that's something to hold your head high about. And how you carry yourself is it is how you're received. And when people receive you as being confident from the projection, whether or not it's authentic, from the projection that you're giving, then you receive they're receiving this confidence and they're 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 perceiving you as confident. And they treat you as confident. And all of a sudden, you feel confident. You're you're affirmed in your confidence. It's this crazy, weird way it works, but it really does work. So carry yourself with confidence, particularly on the days that you don't feel like it. And a lot of that has to do with posture and choosing to, to applaud yourself for the small victories that you are making. Rule number 13, make gratitude your attitude. You all know this. I firmly believe in a gratitude journal. It, it, it sounds it sounds tedious. It's not at all. It's a way to celebrate life. Every day I pull out and come up with 10 to 12 things that I'm really grateful for. And they are, they're funny sometimes. Like I lo- coffee, the color of coffee sometimes I, I think is really cool. The smell of coffee. Um, the, the craziness of what a raindrop looks like. Um, down to then the, the characteristics that I'm really grateful for in the, in the people in my life. Sometimes I'm just grateful for for a person. Sometimes it's, it's something that they've done and, and it's, it's a characteristic that they've expressed. But a gratitude journal should take you all of two minutes a day and it changes your attitude. It, it changes your perspective. It changes who you are and changes how others feel around you as well. So make gratitude your attitude. It's, it's one of the most powerful rules that you can put into action with very little effort and it changes a lot huge dividends on those returns. Number 14, do one thing every day that scares you. I know you guys have heard this, this quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. It's something that I have prescribed to and, and for last few years, and it's been life changing for me. So doing one thing every day that scares you, sometimes there'll be big things, sometimes they're going to be small things, but doing one thing every day that scares you is going to show you how courageous you actually are, how much courage you have how much confidence you have and it and it shows you that that you are you are a warrior that you can step up to the plate and 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 jump off the ledge and go explore the unknown and triumph that you know that you are not somebody that cowers in the face of fear and if you can kick fear in the face then you can do anything So I love that rule and I really encourage you to literally take it seriously. Do one thing every day that scares you. It might be leaving me a voicemail on my my website. That could be scary. I understand calling a radio station. 
could be scary. I mean, small things to practice because it goes back to, I'm referring back to our rule number 10, take pride in your small habits. Know that the small things have these, have a giant compound effect that can be life-changing. Do small things every day that scare you. And then last but not least, definitely not least, is number rule number 15, saturate your world with love and truth. And I mean by your world, I mean your internal world, your 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 mental your 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 mental internal dialogue, but also the world around you, what you put into your into yourself, and then also what you give. You cannot oversaturate your mind with truth, and you cannot oversaturate your mind and your and the world with love. And it, and you've heard me talk about this, I'm sure before, unless you're a first time listener, about the love and the fear spectrum. That everything we do is either out of love or on the other side out of fear. And if you follow through on rule number 14, which is do one thing every day that scares you, 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 are, you are doing something every day to push yourself closer to the end of the spectrum that is love. Because fear is the opposite of love. Perfect love drives out, drives out all fear. Saturate that love in everything that you do. Ask yourself, am I doing this out of love? How can I love myself more? How can I love my job more? How can I love today more? How can I love my family, my children, my husband, my spouse, my, my partner more? How can I love my parents more? How can I love my coworkers? How can I love strangers more? How can I love neighbors more? How can I love life more? How? Ask yourself and then start, start doing that. Start saturating your world with love. And when you love, you never go wrong. So there you have it, guys. Those are my 15 rules that get results. They are going to get you results in life, period. Those are those are big mover and shaker rules. I encourage you, go to my website, print them up, and really find a way to live by those. And, and I, it, they're going to be challenging. It's a different approach to life. But if I can do that, I, I know that you can. I absolutely know that all it is, is a, it's a shift of the mind. It's a small, simple mind shift. And I, and I feel confident that you can do the same thing I've done. There's, not, there's nothing magical about what I've done. I've just put these rules into, into action. Uh, it's time for our, our listener of the episode. And I'm, I'm extremely excited to be, to be sharing this, this voicemail. This is from Chris Wood. Now, Chris has been an awesome part of my community. I, I've exchanged countless emails and just Facebook things with her, but this is the first time I've gotten to hear her voice. And it's awesome. So guys, I cannot under over, overestimate. I just ooh, hadn't had enough coffee there. I can't overestimate how exciting it is when, when I get to hear your voice in a voicemail. Um, it's so easy for you to do. Just go to my website, send me, say, hey, share some great news with me. Um, because it, it is, there's something, I mean, you guys are listening to my voice all the time. There's something that's personal about hearing someone's voice and knowing how they speak and, and getting to hear the inflection of their voice and their accent and their sound. So I'm really excited. And Chris is the listener of the episode because she's lost a hundred pounds and has this amazing perspective on life. And she's doing all the right things. She's taking steps to continually keep self-improving. And Chris, I, I am excited to work out with you someday. We will make that happen. Um, eventually down the road, I, I'm looking forward to doing some live events that are going to be really powerful. It's nothing in the works just yet, but I, down the road, it's going to be amazing. So uh, without further ado, here's what Chris has to say. 
Hi Trish, this is Chris from Portland, Oregon, and I've been listening to you since your Beautiful Body Bistro podcast. I found you through a friend who gave me your book. She had gone through an eating disorder situation and just shared this incredible book with me. And I wanted to let you know that I just I find so much inspiration from your podcast. You've got great subjects. Um, you're super positive, and I love all your personal stories and how you just make yourself so vulnerable to this community. Um, I've personally lost almost 100 pounds, and I'm currently working towards the goal of just developing a healthy relationship with my body. One day, a goal of mine is to work out with you in person and give you a great big hug and just thank you so much for all the positivity and the healthy attitude that you're spreading across this planet um, and just thank you so much, Trish. You are an incredible teacher, and I'm so thankful I found you. Much love to you, sister. Hope to meet you someday. Chris, you rock. That's just, I'm so pumped and excited for you. And thank you for sharing and spreading this community. And um, guys, she mentioned my book. If you haven't yet read my book, you can get that off my website. You can get off of Amazon. Just search either Trish Blackwell or The Skinny Sexy Mind. I also have an ebook that's called 50 Days, um, well, Building a Better Body Image. And the subtitle is 50 Days to Loving Yourself from the Inside Out. It is a day-by-day journey, just one page a day with a daily action step for you to really start loving your body from the inside out. And you can get that on Amazon, like I said, or on my website. So just a great, another resource that's just I'm all about free and affordable resources. I want to help you grow to become the best version of you possible. I want you to love yourself and love others more. The more we can just dwell in love, the more we're going to make a major dent in this world. So guys, go have an amazing day. Go check out the show notes. Make sure you're on my email list because I will email those out to you as well. You'll make sure you get the the free coaching series and 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 do something great today. Go do something today that scares you. I know you can do it. I know that you have something great to live out and 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 live today as well with some joie de vivre, some joy of living. Let that soul of yours sing. Thanks for listening. You can get more resources and coaching from Trish at www.trishblackwell.com. And if you love the show, please post a review in iTunes so that more people can join in on this community of confidence. Now go conquer your day with confidence.